and welcome back to Oceans and Emotions. This week is episode 17 and I'm so excited because I love the number 17. That's actually like my favorite number slash what I would consider to be my lucky number. Um, And so the stars are kind of aligning this week. Um, I definitely feel like I need to give Folklore its full moment. So this week's episode is going to be a full review of Folklore uh, where we are going to go track by track. I wish I could play the songs, of course, but unfortunately, I won't be able to do that. So if there's a radio station out there, though, that would ever like to hit me up, (laughs) I would absolutely love to do something like that one day where I get to actually play the songs and then like get to talk about them in between. But nonetheless, uh, we are going to be talking about folklore and just giving it its full final review um, before I carry on. Um, I will never stop listening to this album. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, I'm just as blindsided as when she dropped Reputation, and I would say that this album falls into a trilogy with Red, Reputation, and then itself, Folklore. But yeah, I have honestly so much to say, and I felt like the best way to structure the episode was just to honestly go track by track. I just recorded this, and it was all over the place because I didn't want to go track by track, Um, but honestly, it's going to end up being just as long, so... Um, let's go ahead and just start off. So my initial just thoughts going into it, um, first of all, I did record a reaction to this on my YouTube channel, um, and it's just my initial reaction, listening to it the very first time. Um, I love doing that, and I've done it, um, for the past few of her albums because it's just so much fun to be able to look back on, and I love doing music reactions in general. Um, I've done a few others in the past, and I'll probably continue to do so for, like, my favorite people, like, my favorite artists when they release stuff, Um, but yeah, uh, go check that out if you want to see, like, my initial reaction, Um, but I just felt like I didn't get enough time to really, really dive into the lyrics because I was obviously trying to get through the whole album, and uh, there's just way too much to ever talk about, so I still probably won't be able to get everything, Um, but I just want to talk about everything that's kind of just been on my mind. At first, I was going to go through, like, Twitter and, like, piece together some stuff, but I'm like, honestly, I really do have so much to say on my own that I've kind of just figured on my own, my own personal takeaway. Um, So, yeah, without further ado, let's just get on into it and start diving in track by track, starting with The One. So, as I'm hearing this song, whenever I was hearing it for the first time and just every, every time I start the album over, um, I feel like it's just the perfect bridge from Lover into Folklore. Um, it kind of isn't something that's completely unfamiliar to us from Taylor. It's a very similar sound, but it is definitely something that can set you up for the rest of the album. And I don't know, I feel like even though it is like pushing the genres, like I, I, I honestly, I'm a believer in the fact that genres in music are just like pointless like there's just no need like music is music and I love when artists are versatile and kind of yeah defy the the genre laws of music and that's what she did here but it also has a very cohesive sound so it's just amazing I love the slow tempo um she's instantly hitting us with really hard lyrics like the greatest films of all time were never made the greatest loves of all time are over now Um, it's just, it's a really relatable song. Like, we all have had that moment where you kind of look back and wonder, you know, like, what would it have been like if somebody would have been the one? And I think this song is really playful, and I love that attitude towards it. Um, so it's not necessarily a sad song, even though some of the lyrics are like, oh my god, like, they just punch you in the gut. It's not sad. Like, it's looking back on things and being like, you know, like, we were something, don't you think so? Like, I love that lyric, too. 
Um, but looking back on it and just being able to appreciate what it could have been, but you know, it's over and that's okay because the greatest loves of all time are over now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just really like that song and the playfulness of it. Um, great start to the album. So then we move into Cardigan and this song just, oh my god, I also reacted to the music video in my reaction for the album. So um, <laughs> I cried at the end because I was like in shock at what I had just seen. It was seriously so beautiful and I just love lyrics from taylor her songwriting just astounds me every time and this song there were so many lyrics like that's my favorite part about like the way that this song ends like the outro the bridge all of those elements the delivery of the lyrics it's just so fast so like rant and stream of consciousness style which is my favorite type of writing and singing and everything like i just think it's the most raw emotional form of ourselves because we all get to that place maybe where our thoughts spiral and we just have all of this and it's just like it's like a venting session you're just letting it all out and I really love that and that's seen a lot through this album and her and Jack Antonoff always kind of deliver in that uh, fashion through their bridges um, and she always refers to it as bridge city when they make a really like uh, like really good bridge <laughs> um, it's really really important to me I really love the different elements of a song that can stand out like I have a playlist on Spotify for pre-choruses I have a playlist on Spotify for outros um, I do have a bridge playlist um, and that one was inspired by um, Chris at it's Chris 96 um, amazing guy I follow on Twitter that I've known for years uh, through the Ariana fandom uh, so shout out Chris if you're listening but literally his bridge playlist was so amazing and I was like that's such a like oh I love that idea so much so I um, made those other ones and it's just really fun and so now I analyze songs in like a an even more like critical way for those parts and Taylor just she just does all of the right things and it's so amazing um, so in this song for me like I've been playing it a lot on guitar because it's just so much fun to sing and just belt out and I just feel like I feel like her best thing is she just it her writing shows emotion so well and with this album and this sound that she's taken on it really helps create the feeling and so it really feels like I'm heartbroken and I'm like yearning for someone that I had when I was young and it's like I'm only 21 you know like it's just funny because I feel her feelings and um, one thing about this album that I literally I it's my main takeaway and something that keeps me up at night it's so beautiful and smart um, but the whole thing is that it's storytelling and she says that there are character arcs and like connections and easter eggs in the songs that kind of help identify who's singing the song and there are a lot of people on twitter who like have it kind of all figured out song by song um, how it would play into the story but i think the essence of it here is that while it is like that fiction like based part of it um it has also the side of it that is real or could be real and it's like we won't ever really know unless she really really talks in depth about the entire album which I would love to see but I just don't feel like that's her style I feel like she likes the air of mystery and so I think that's so genius like to have it where you're introducing it as these stories that you've come up with but you know these could be songs that maybe she's had pieces of the lyrics of for years and that's what it feels like to me with Cardigan just because it has some callbacks like the part where she says and I knew you'd come back to me 
and all of that like that really reminds me of this love when she talks about a love that came back to her so i think that there's definitely some truth or some reality to a lot of these songs maybe she's pulled from her notes out that she's had for a while or maybe she's just been reminiscing and this has been on her mind um i don't know it's a real mystery because she did write this all um in quarantine uh starting in april and I just think that's so beautiful. And this was the first song that she wrote for the album. So I just think that it, it totally showcases the album in such an amazing way. It was such a great single to go for. And she actually has um, an acoustic version out now that's so, so amazing. Because Taylor's best vocals ever are on this album. Like literally every single part of this album, it's like the best that she's ever done. So amazing. I really couldn't say enough about that song, but... We should move on to number three, which is The Last Great American Dynasty. This song actually has a really interesting backstory that at first listen, I was like, what is happening here? I was like, who are these people? Like, what is she talking about? Um, but it's all based on um, like her home that she has in Rhode Island and the previous owner. Um, I believe her name was Rebecca Harness. I would pull up Twitter and do all of that, but um, I honestly encourage you to go like look. You can also look on Genius if you want to see like the full storyline. Um, but it's just a really eccentric song, like so fun. The sound is so, oh my God, like this is my perfect rainy day in the car vibes as soon as i get in i'm putting it on i feel like i'm in a movie um it i i want to live in rhode island i want to be able to like experience this there um but it's about how she married into the standard oil um family um but then the husband had a heart attack and this woman was just kind of revered for being crazy uh she partied all the time and blew through the money and um was just crazy like she dyed her neighbor's dog like a key lime green um but apparently everyone's saying it was a cat and she switched it up i don't really know <laughs> but i just think that her like ability to tell even a story that like she wasn't present for is amazing which we've seen this before um like starlight for example on red this gives me major starlight vibes just in the way that it's written about a story that wasn't hers but it's so beautiful how she does it like the imagery and just it feels like you're there it feels like she was there um and for some reason at the end when she says and then it was bought by me I always cry <laughs> like I tear up and I think that's so funny um but it's just like it's emotional just thinking because um directly after that she says um there goes the loudest woman this town has ever seen I had a marvelous time ruining everything and I think that with her that means like you know this house had such a wild history before um, and then, like, right before she says all that, she says, free of women in madness, they're men in bad habits. So it's like this house finally had a break from all the craziness from the previous owner, and then Taylor stepped in and bought it, which, you know, like, in her mind, I'm sure she just sees it as, like, someone at her level of fame bringing this much attention back to it and all of this, like, just kind of breaking the peace. Um, I feel like that's that's what she's meaning in that lyric, and it's just so, like, oh, it just gets you deep, and it just makes you think, like, wow, like, that's a profound feeling. That's a crazy thing to think. And so I just really love this from her. And um, it's definitely a huge bop. So the next track is Exile featuring Bon Iver. I listened to Bon Iver a little more when I was younger, um, like in middle school and like early years of high school. And then um, I don't know what happened. I just didn't keep up. And I'm literally like wanting to get right back in because he is his voice is just unreal and paired with taylor's i literally uh, it's such a like 
the last time part two in my eyes like I really do feel that way and I just think that's so like I love that song so much like I literally was listening to the last time a lot like in the past few weeks or like playing it on guitar and so I think it's so crazy to have a song like this again I just love the back and forth style vocals um the lyric uh like I gave so many signs singing that is literally so fun and so like I just feel like I'm heartbroken in that moment I really do and this song can definitely play into the storyline uh that's going on with the main characters who are James and Betty and um this can you know be them singing back and forth to each other um I don't know it's just so it's it's definitely one that like if you want to cry that's a good one to put on (laughs) so I love it so much and I love the lyric I think I've seen this film before and I didn't like the ending like I just I I have no words okay um so I'm gonna try to move a little faster now uh the next track is track five my tears ricochet just saying the title makes me emotional because it's literally just okay this song I personally definitely think that it is about the relationship that she had with uh, Scott Borchetta and Big Machine and just the fact that she gave so many years of her life and um, so much of her best work and, you know, just all of that for him to betray her and for it to be a battle and where she, you know, can't even own her stuff that she created. And I think that this is her just displaying the pain that she's felt over that situation because she hasn't really been able to talk about it too much else and knowing Taylor you know like this is her thing like whenever she feels something or she goes through something it's always shown in her music and so I think that this is her finally like putting in her two cents about that and just really saying like this tore me apart and I uh the lyrics I just oh my gosh um when she says and when you can't sleep at night you hear my stolen lullabies. I mean, come on, stolen lullabies. It's her stolen music, her music that's hers, you know, like, and she doesn't own it. And I just, it's so crazy. Her mind is just insane. And I think that she just knows that the fans will pick up on anything. Like, she is so open with us in her music that it just really, really makes you feel for her in all of these situations. So, oh man, bringing Taylor's masters back sell them back to her I'm like just waiting for the day I read that on the news I think I had a dream about that and I was like oh my gosh so hoping that's reality soon but um yeah very beautiful song epic track five might be my favorite track five a lot of favorites on this album a lot of career topping things on this album okay next is mirrorball oh my god be prepared I have a lot to say for this one um, so first of all, I don't know if anyone said this yet and I keep meaning to tweet it and I haven't seen it on my timeline like at all, not once. And I'm like, surely someone's tweeted this and like has seen this. But does everyone remember when she went to the AMAs and she wore the disco ball outfit and she like even referenced it as like a disco ball in the Miss Americana film? Like I just watched the Miss Americana documentary again because I made my sister watch it. And it's just so obvious like that that's something that maybe inspired her even just a little bit I think but I love that she went with mirrorball because it really just that line I'll show you every version of yourself tonight I think just imagining from Taylor's perspective I mean she's in the spotlight all the time like that's her thing like she's so used to being in that mode and in that headspace of just putting on a show and just being that performer for you and I think that 
so much of this song came from the fact that being in lockdown the tours were canceled or like the lover fest all of that has to be pushed back everything has to be kind of put on pause so she's in this place where she can um finally turn that off but you know for the person that you love you're always going to be wanting to step out for them you're always going to want them to want you and that's so perfectly put in the outro um when she says i'm still trying everything to get you laughing at me I just can't. And the lyric, there's one lyric that really like, oh my gosh, I was like, what? Um, she says, I've never been a natural. All I do is try, try, try. And it's just so crazy because it's like, Taylor, like you're a natural girl. Like you have such a, like a beautiful hand with writing and it obviously comes from like just your heart and soul. So it's like, it's crazy to think that in her head, she just thinks that she's like trying, 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 which um, she's always said that she's like an overachiever and like really will do the most for people. Um and yeah, it's just very much seen in this song lyrically, and it's just so heartbreaking and gut-wrenching, but so beautiful and very, very special to me. And when there are lyrics like that, it just really makes me think, like, I just, I'm really excited to feel that way about somebody one day, like, that there'll be somebody in my life that'll always make me want to be that best version of myself or put myself out there and constantly, like, kind of pine for their attention. I don't know. It's very fun. Um, so yeah, Taylor just really putting me in my feels constantly because I've only been listening to this album. Um, but next is Seven. Um, this song, man. Oh my gosh, I still just can't believe it. So for me, this song totally encompasses just the nostalgia and yearning for a childhood, just a peaceful childhood. Um, and I think we all go to that place at some point in our lives. Um, for me, it's pretty often. Um, where you just kind of reminisce and just miss the simplicity and the ignorance um, when you're young. The lyric in the first verse, are there still beautiful things? That messed me up. And I ended up ordering the keychain uh, on her merch site that has this, like, it's like a leather keychain and it has, uh, are there still beautiful things engraved into it. And I'm so <laughs> excited. You guys have no idea. Um, but I just love the chorus. The delivery is so fun. Uh, it's really fun to sing and play on guitar. Um, but lyrics in the song just make, make me think like there was something more to this. Um, she says, cross your heart, won't tell no other. And though I can't recall your face, I still got love for you. Um, passed down like folk songs, the love lasts so long. Um, I feel like this was a big driver for folklore. Um, just because I think that for what this album is, um, in my theory, at least where a lot of it, um, maybe comes from her past or, uh, just stories in her head that align with things that she's experienced. Um, I think that the idea for passing along her stories is really showcased here. Um, and the second verse just really makes me think like maybe they were like crushing on each other, but um, her dad is always mad. She references that in the song. And so she's saying like, you should come w live with me and then you won't have to cry or hide in a closet. So maybe she can't be who she truly is at her home and so that's why um you know she's saying like you should come live with me um you know to worry about that and in the bridge the bridge is probably my favorite part of the song um please picture me in the weeds before i learned civility i used to scream ferociously anytime i wanted because that's just such a like oh my god something we don't consider or think about but just think like when we were younger we don't have those reservations we just do things um just anytime you want like it doesn't matter and now like you know I would never be able to just scream and like do the things that 
I once did. So um, I don't know, you just don't have that same like carefree attitude about things and just, you know, like that lack of caring. I don't know. Um, I think that's amazing that she highlighted that though and uh, something that we can all relate to. And that's the best thing about Taylor. Um, There's a song for literally everybody and every feeling, every emotion. And uh, I just love it because she gave us every single emotion in this album too. Um, so track eight is August and this is one that I know Jack Antonoff is super, super proud of. He said it's his favorite thing that he and Taylor have ever made together, which is crazy because they've made some insane stuff together. Um, but I love the feeling of this song. I cannot wait. It's about to be August and I'm playing it so loud every single day. It's going to make the month so amazing. Um, I love the bridge, of course. I think Meet Me Behind the Mall is like the craziest, just amazing most ah I love that lyric so so much um I want to get the lithograph so bad and like the cd that's the meet me behind the mall version but I think I got the Betty's Guarded one I also did buy the cardigan by the way so can't wait for that to come in uh literally I'm counting down the days and it's gonna be a long time but that's okay (laughs) totally worth the wait uh gonna be here in fall so that's gonna be perfect Um, but yeah, this song, I mean, just, it really just, this one is like a big part of the story arc, um, where uh, the love triangle that she's discussing through these songs, uh, it's like the summer tryst, just like the love, um, and that comes into play more later in the song Betty, um, because this is the girl that he's like cheating on Betty with, um, and it's like spoken from, or sung from her perspective. Um, so yeah, absolutely crazy. Um, and it just really gets the feeling of like a summer love and puts that in there. And it's just so fun to have, especially like a summer like this, which is probably obviously so boring for most. Um, you know, we have the song to listen to where we can pretend that our lives are as dramatic and fun. So <laughs> really fun song though. And I really love playing that one on guitar too. Um, but next, I just, the song guys, This Is Me Trying is the next one, and that one just tore me apart. Upon first listen, I knew it was going to be a song I played so, so much, and it's definitely been my most played um, on the album. Even though I haven't been able to, like, say I have any favorites, I love them all equally, Um, (laughs) this song is just, it's like the song of my dreams from Taylor, just because I love the deep tones and the slow vibe to it and just songs like this songs that have a similar sound to this which I wish I was like a producer and could give you all of the like technical elements to it but you know what I mean songs that have this same just I don't know like they're led by these like pads like these dreamy sounds um they just they can really translate emotion so so much easier I feel like um I just feel like this song I relate to it so hard even though I'm not dealing with something is like you know like this situation that's happening and and the way that it fits into the story is like this is James kind of like professing his love to Betty like I'm professing just telling her like maybe I don't know like what to do right now but at least I'm here on your doorway and this is me trying um like right before he um says everything in the song Betty but um I don't know it's just for me that feeling of vulnerability and just saying you know like this is what I'm doing and the bridge is the most heart-wrenching thing and just everything I've never felt so just I'm helplessly in love with these lyrics um she says it's hard to be at a party when I feel like an open wound it's hard to be anywhere these days when all I want is you and I just can't get over it every time it comes to that part in the song I'm just like 
screaming at that point uh, I just love it I love the energy I love that she gave us a song like this on this album and I just can't get over it uh, it's probably going to be my most played song of the year honestly I feel like if I had to choose a favorite I would have to choose that one um, which is such a hard thing to say but oh my gosh I just love it so thank you so much Taylor and Jack for that beautiful beautiful song uh, I love it so much anyways Moving on, uh, the next song is Illicit Affairs, which is another amazing, just wow. And this one is also kind of from the same perspective as the girl from August. Um, she's like the mistress, if you will, and it's just really, really like, ugh. Like it makes, it, I, I haven't necessarily been in that situation before, but it makes me feel like so mad for her and like for anyone who has... Um, the last little bit where she says, don't call me kid, don't call me baby, look at this godforsaken mess that you made me, like, that, oh my god, like, I sing that with so much passion as if I'm, like, going through that right now in this very moment, because it feels like I am when I'm listening to it, um, but my favorite line is, and you know damn well, for you I would ruin myself a million little times, like, that is just so wild like wow whenever I heard it I was just like wow okay heart shattered like that's so beautiful and I'm not gonna get over it so the next one is a personal favorite which is invisible string this one is just I feel like it's so Taylor in the way that the lyrics are they're just so witty and so specific and I feel like this is just her again like telling us more about her love story um, in the best way that she knows how and through this song and I just love the idea that, you know, like with soulmates, you know, like you might have this person and they're just on this other side of the world and you're connected by only the string. But um, while you're both young and like just going through things, like it's funny to look at like the difference, I guess. And that's something that she highlights and just the feelings of things as time went on and how it all comes full circle in Centennial Park um, and the leaves were gold whenever they... Um, walked around there and she showed him around there and I think that's so crazy because gold is like the constant theme that she's had um, with this one true love who is Joe Alwyn and I just love whenever she lets us into like her personal life because um, I know that her, she's very private about her relationship but it's so amazing to see like a love that's so pure and this song is just oh, her vocals and the guitar everything about it I just it's it fits so perfectly and I just literally cannot be happier for her and um Aaron Dessner and Jack Antonoff and all who contributed to this masterpiece favorite lyric in Invisible String is this one which is so amazing uh when she says cold was the steel of my axe to grind for the boys who broke my heart now I send their babies presents like what my world collapsed when she said that line because that's so amazing to be at a place where you're so in love and so happy and you're with the person that you know is the one so that your exes like you're fine like they never like they don't even matter anymore like you're you can be happy for them and you can send their babies presents you can be friends like all as well because you found like your one so amazing stuff I just can't I can't handle it um, and Mad Woman, this song I also envisioned to be part of 
the um, narrative of like the Scooter Braun and Scott Bruschetta stuff. I think this is her just saying like, you know, they made her out to be crazy. They made her out to be like, they always try to say that she is trying to play the victim and all of this stuff. It's like no matter what, when a woman does something, it is just looked at completely different. And I think that a lot of themes from the man are kind of carried into this. Like just the fact like the line, no one likes a mad woman you made her like that. Um, yeah, a lot of times women are perceived to be um, these crazy, like, you know, like we just are painted in that light so quickly um, and trivialized when we are mad and angry for reasons that we are justified in that you caused, you know, like the person who wants to just call you crazy. So I think that that's really, really amazing. And I love oh my god, I just love her lower register and hearing her sing in this tone, just wow. Wow, wow, wow. So stunning. And I just would love to see a music video for this. I think it would be so dark and cool. My favorite line, uh, I just think it's the way that she says it. It's so beautiful. Uh, When she says, it's obvious that wanting me dead has really brought you two together. And that's definitely targeted at Scooter Braun and Scott Borchetta. Like, they teamed up with like interest of tearing her down which is so so heartbreaking and just oh but taylor wrote mad woman and i hope they are shaking in their boots (laughs) so next is epiphany and this song is just so perfect because it's two-dimensional um just like everything else on this album in the sense that it has two lives like it has the the fiction side of it but it also has the real side of it and this kind of has more of like a past and present kind of situation where it's telling the story of her grandfather who was a soldier but it's also you know in the second verse it can be looked at as um a nurse in uh this pandemic this time uh, that we're going through right now um due to COVID-19 you know like it could be definitely seen as something like that like there are just some things you don't speak about and there are some things that people in that line of um, work have definitely seen that are unexplainable. And so the most profound lyric on this is just the whole part where she says, um, only 20 minutes to sleep, but you dream of some epiphany, just a little glimpse of relief to make some sense of what you'd seen. And I just think that's so like, wow, 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 wow. It makes you think. It, it makes you think. It makes you ponder about life. Um, wow. It just, yeah. I mean, think about that. Things that you just can't talk about, things you've seen and you just can't. But, you know, you go to sleep just to, just hoping for some kind of dream of something that will comfort you. And wow. I just, the her vocals on this song, everything about it, it's so beautifully done and I just think that it was made for us to just think kind of inwards and be definitely very sad too. So beautiful song though. Absolutely beautiful. Um, Betty is so, so amazing. And this is the part where a lot of the fans also like this is, I don't know. I Let me know what your theories are. But while there is the fiction side of it where the characters are James and Betty and the mistress, I don't know if the mistress has a name. I'm like blanking. I'm like, Inez is the other um, daughter from the Reynolds family, but they're, she's not like one of the characters. I don't know. So anyways, while it has that element to it, I also would love to believe that there was someone in her life named Betty that she had this experience with. And I think all of like Stan Twitter has the same uh, the same vibe. <laughs> so that's amazing too. And I just think that it's 
the perfect song for like that perspective of like someone who's done something wrong and just really wants to make it right but honestly James has no rights in this household everyone on Twitter is just like dragging James for um, doing this to Betty and I think it's so awesome Um, but the lyrics at the end are really what get me like the fact that she references showing up at your party that just gives me major the moment I knew vibes like all of those songs like you could literally create a movie using Taylor Swift songs and you can take from previous eras blend them all together like I mean it's just amazing I love lyric callbacks and so that was a major one to me and um I just love that Country Taylor is back for this song. Uh, It was perfect. Her vocals are amazing. And I really love the note change at the end. And the standing in your cardigan, kissing in your car again, that delivery just killed me. So absolutely loved that. Um, This podcast episode has been super long, but we only have two more songs to go. And then I'll kind of summarize it up for you. Um, But the song Peace is so, so Taylor. And in the aspect of... When she thinks about herself, she thinks about all of the baggage that comes with in terms of her fame. Um, Always having paparazzi around, always having people wanting to write about her. um, Just, you know, always being in in the limelight. And like, even in times where nothing's really happening, I feel like there's still people obviously there to criticize. And um, she just needs the person that she knows in her life, uh, the one that she wants to be with, she needs them to know that that's what it's going to be. And so that lyric, would it be enough if I could never give you peace? Like, wow. Wow. It's like, would it be enough if, you know, like, whatever happens, like, I'm still, like, this is all going to be a thing. So there's never going to be real peace with her. And, you know, at least that's what she's saying here. And it's like, it hurts my heart to know that that's how she feels. Um, But, you know, in some ways it's true. I mean, she really is, like, one of the biggest names ever. And so it's like, that will always be a factor. Um, But I don't know, it just, all of these songs when she references like the idea of this, you know, one true love and then also her fame and like how hard it is to be in a relationship with her. I mean, that's like prominent in Dancing With Our Hands Tied and just so many songs since she has fallen in love and um, like really had to consider that. But I feel like this one just really, really puts it all together and really encompasses that feeling and I think that's interesting because it's not a perspective that any of us would really ever know but we could always um, you know make it fit into our situations because of course I'm sure a lot of us can feel that way with our own baggage and stuff like I definitely feel that way you know like how am I ever going to be able to make someone like feel at peace whenever I've got a crazy mind that you know I don't know it's definitely it's just something that really makes you think and um, I think that true love you know it supersedes all of that and um he definitely finds that it is enough that she can't bring him that kind of peace but that's okay (laughs) so definitely a beautiful beautiful love song um to me and yeah it's just gorgeous so she also mentions in that song give you a child so um are are they gonna are they gonna have a kid i would love to see taylor as a mom that would be epic so interesting to think about (laughs) uh next is hoax and this is the last song oh my god this song tore me apart and this is just where it gets me and I'm like what made Taylor write a song like this is it purely for the storyline like um I mean this could definitely fit for uh Betty when she finds out that James has cheated on her um completely but I mean oh my gosh there are just some lines that just kill me um but in hoax 
I just think that the way that she sings this song, her lower register just has so much power. It just really, really takes you there. And so whenever she said in particular the line, my kingdom come undone, oh my gosh for me it's just like that's so personal because I feel like with king of my heart um like she uses a lot of like kind of like castle like king and queen references in her songs um and like alluding to her love like there are just a few kind of like scattered here and there and so for her to say that like my kingdom come undone I'm like oh my gosh and then your faithless love's the only hoax I believe in like it's just it makes me want to just ask her like Taylor like what happened is everything okay like this song is just so heartbreaking but in the most amazing way like that's the thing like there are always times where we want like a song to just annihilate us and this one does and so I will always put it on if I know I'm in that mood um but yeah it is just I mean don't want no other shade of blue but you no other sadness in the world would do like period that's all I'm gonna end it with honestly like that is just all that needs to be said (laughs) but I hope you guys enjoyed uh hearing me go track by track uh through folklore my overall consensus is that it is Taylor's best work it is my favorite album by Taylor by anyone ever um I've had a lot of time to like just sit with this album and I've listened to it countless times I mean literally it's just on repeat all day and um I just couldn't be more proud of her and more happy for her um because for her to release her best body of work and the fact that she owns this one, like this is fully hers, I feel like she's really kind of just getting started in a way because with this new label, I mean, she has no restrictions. The way that she just released this out of nowhere and she made this since April, I mean, just imagine what else is to come. And I feel like it's kind of her way of getting back at Big Machine and Scooter Braun just saying like, okay, like y'all want to be petty and not sell me back my masters? I'll just make the best stuff I have ever made career topping things so that I own those and so what are you going to do about it that's just purely amazing and inspiring and I just am over the moon about this album and probably will continue to talk about it like this for the rest of my life even though I just spent literally 40 minutes basically (laughs) and I've already made a YouTube video last week I talked about it I'm sorry guys that this is just who I am but this is my favorite album ever and I just cannot wait until my CD comes in and I can listen to The Lakes. And uh, yeah, I'll update y'all whenever I finally hear that one. Um, But thank you guys so much for listening. Let me know your thoughts. And if you have a top few or a top one favorite, uh, leave it in the comments. Uh, But until next Friday at 7, I'll catch y'all then. Bye, guys.